What's shaking YouTube tonight? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. We have quite the contingent of bald people on this week's show. So, uh, <laughs> as always, I know we're late, but you know, you guys expect this from us. And uh, tomorrow is Friday, so that means we need to play some uh, freestyle Friday music. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's sit down with some DJ Fresh. shaking everybody it we got a hot list just like the weather it is outside in orange county it is 99 degrees today in beautiful sunny orange county california jb doesn't have to deal with that anymore jb no. say what's good to the people how you doing everybody and welcome to another fantastic show wait till you see what we are going to drop on you the knowledge from these writers fantastic sit back and relax thanks for having me also, my fellow con mate or convict that was with me at WonderCon, Gabe's Loves 90s Comics. Gabe, say what's good to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? Back from WonderCon. What a great time. Shout out to uh, Matt DeVoe and John from Cover Price. Uh, the great panel. And we got to hang out with them and have dinner and all that great stuff. So shout out to that. That was a great time. Uh, Lots of tea OC was, was cold back then. Was, uh, thank <laughs> God it wasn't hot. Speaking of... Back from the dead, Otto from the Grotto makes his appearance. What's up, guys? Back from the dead. Took the night off from the restaurant to do some family things. And when I realized what time it was, I reached out to my boy. I said, let's jump on. Let's talk some books. And happy to join you guys tonight, man. Happy to be back with the great crew of LTOOB. So 
Anytime you want to shake them up, shake them up, shake them, you are welcome. And speaking of which, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Uh, this looks at high sales or interesting sales that uh, for the week and throughout the week. So, and the list changes several, several times a day. So make sure you check out the CoverPrice shakers list, and we will do that after we go over these 10 unique Ofer books. Although I, I think you'll, I think a couple of people might get some. So it's also sponsored by a friend of Key Collectibles, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles. The, all the graphics. Yours, the graphics. Your... You normally put all the graphics up while you're reading this one. Oh, uh, didn't I? I did. No, it's right you got still got it on us. Nobody wants to see our mugs, man. Because... Uh, I see no. the graphics. No, I'm looking yeah. at the graphics, JB. Oh, shit. I'm not yeah. seeing them on my Yeah, what are you sipping over there, man? Yeah. You yeah. anyway. Oh, and also shows... Yeah, so it's also sponsored by our friends over at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTOB to save 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. If you missed this one that dropped yesterday, sold out already. We told you guys on Tuesday it's sold out, but this little gem kind of went under the radar. This is Warren Liu's Harley Quinn. I do believe the unsigned sets are sold out, but you can still get the signed uh, cover A or signed set for cover B that are still available on Kira's Comics website. I love this cover, by the way. Uh, this is Harley Quinn. This is a Warren Lou exclusive. So that's it. Let's get all the formalities out of the way, boys and girls. Let's get right to it. This is the comic book shakers of the week. Uh, what do we have shaking for the first one? All right. First up on the list, we've got BPRD Hell on Earth, issue number 115, the Mike Magnola 1 in 20 variant. From Dark Horse Comics, originally published in 2014. Now, a 1 in 20 incentive for a big publisher like Marvel or DC is pretty common and fairly easy to qualify for. However, for an indie series like Hellboy, or especially BPRD, that 1 in 20 can become impossible to find. Now, back in 2014, shops were still ordering very conservatively. Typically, books like this would only be ordered for pull customers with a few to put on the shelf. However... 20 copies of an indie series was a monthly cost shops didn't need. This in turn made this mid-ratio incentive into a true ghost that is now hitting new high sales of $295 raw. Note that Dark Horse doesn't plaster variants all over their exclusive covers, so many of these often fly under the radar, just as another Hellboy book. Keep an eagle eye out there when you're digging in those dark horse back issues. I just saw this movie again the other day. It's one of those things where if it comes on TV, I'll watch it. And uh, it is really awful. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it, it gives you men in men in black vibes with something else. Right. I mean, yeah. Brian Reynolds it was another Ryan Reynolds comic book film. So you think about Ryan Reynolds has done Marvel DC and he's done dark horse but yeah i do so this is back when the movie came out it didn't really affect ticket sales uh, i meant comic book prices all that all and you know and you know as gabe was saying when we were at the cover price panel at wondercon you know matt touched on it that you know, nowadays the how the market has changed and how um news like this would make a book skyrocket like if bprd came out now yeah right it would, it would blow up, but it was just at the time where, you know, things just didn't get hot like that, you know? So, uh, yeah, but BPRD, very interesting concept, but, uh, I mean, could have been, I mean, great actors in it. I mean, you know, but it just didn't, it, you know what? It, I think it suffered from being too, I think people thought it was like men in black, you know, but 
supernatural, of course. But that anyway. Ryan Reynolds movie isn't based on this comic series. That Ryan Reynolds oh, movie is R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. Thank you. So what the hell is R.I.P.? That's another comic. I think that yeah, I think that was based on a comic book too. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. R.I.P.D. Yeah, is yeah. another. I thought it was B.P.R.D. I thought yeah, because they uh, they deal with supernatural threats. So thank yeah. There is a R R. What is it? R.I.P.I.D. Yeah, R.P.I.D. and then B.P.R.D. Oh, just just kill me now with all the acronyms. Yeah, Gosh darn is- it. Yeah, but yeah, that Ryan Reynolds film movie was uh, R.P.I.D., which was basically they were dead cops that dealt with supernatural. I mean, literally, it was like Men in Black, but instead of aliens, they were were, were they were uh, ghosts. Um, so, but it has nothing to do with this one. So I feel stupid now. Anyway, all right, what do we got up next on the list? All right, coming up next for uh, number two for Shakers, here's a hard one to find. This is Dreamwalker number zero from one of my favorite publishers, Avatar Press, 1998. This indie favorite by the awesome Eric Powell has been stuck in content development hell for years. A few years ago, there was some new news about an animated series, though there has been no new information on that in quite a while. Content or not, this is still a very highly desirable and very hard to find comic book as seen by this week's all high, all new high raw sale of $850. Goon's first appearance in this issue is with a short four page backup story. Note that this is only in the first print as subsequent uh, printings omitted that short story. Uh, Dark Horse has also reprinted the cover and their logo in place of the Avatar logo, and, can, and that can easily be mistaken for the original first print. This is a fun one to hunt for in the wild, as it flies under the radar for most retailers due to its very unconnected cover. If you want to dig even deeper, there's a Goon prototype that predates this issue within Best Sellers, number one, where Eric Powell had a story entitled Monster Boy. Enjoy those collectible rabbit holes, everybody, because these are tough to find. That's what it is, rabbit hole. I have the, I have a weirdest comic ever. I have the Goon Satan's Baby comic and Satan uh, Sodomy Baby. Satan Sodomy Baby. Oh my God, that is not for children to say the very least. So I. This was on eBay for a while because when I was searching for uh, Dreamwalker, uh, Mikey Sutton's comic, I kept on coming across this Dreamwalker, and there's another Dreamwalker as well, but uh, Dreamwalker Zero. So, and I've known for years now, like the goon has a really, like, especially Powell has a very hardcore cult following. Like, oh, a lot of people, like, does. a lot of people dig uh, Powell and what he does, but uh, yeah, man. So, Dreamwalker Zero from Avatar Press 1998, getting some love $850 for a raw Oof. dog. Good Oof. lord, have mercy. What are we Ooh. walking into? All right, uh, what do we got up next, Otto? Number three, we got the Wild Stallions, everybody. Check <laughs> yeah. this, this is epic stuff right here, man. This is unbelievable. This is Bill and Ted's excellent comic book number one. It came out in 1991. It's a gap book we didn't know about until it sold. For its first CGC 9.8 this week for $445. Keep in mind that high-grade was were selling for a whopping $8, leaving some room for those to uh, seek out books with high profit attached. And sure, who knew it? Bill and Ted's first comic book would be one of them. Granted, like everything else, nostalgia is what's driving this book. With only eight 9.8s on the CGC census, that's really cool, I think. Uh, this isn't a, a commonly graded book. However... If you come across a cheap near mint copy, 
pick it up, man. And you'll be rocking out with the wild stallions. That's a that- great idea. To think that there's only eight of them uh, at a 9.8, and you could buy a bunch of these and see what you can get. Plus, there is a lot. You know? There is a lot going on in that cover. You got Abe Lincoln. You got Death. Uh, I think yeah. maybe I think Socrates is on yeah. there. Uh, Billy the Kid. The <laughs> Remember they kept the calling of Socrates. Socrates. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the short dead dude. dude. Yeah. Socrates. Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to shout out all the the females in the group. Um, Michelle from Moonlit Comics. Also Geek Driven. Also uh, Lady Bird Comics. And I was on their show, so it's good to have some uh, the females that are uh, that represents the combo community. I was on uh, Nearing Nirvana a few weeks back, and I will be on Michelle's Moonlit Comics show, um, I think May. I forgot. She gave me a date, but I told her I'd make it. So, uh, Michelle, make sure you send me a reminder. So, it just goes to prove you, man. There's there's female geeks as well, man. So Love And it. we're represented in our community. So, uh, if you follow the right people, like uh, Nearing Nirvana and Moonlit Comics. All right. Bill and Ted's excellent comic book. Issue number one from 1991, 445 for 9.8. Eight. Man, that, that is a busy. That. that is a busy ass cover. Just even like the number one. Look at all the like little writings in there. It is yeah. nuts. All right, next up is a rather interesting book. Oh yeah, this is fantastic stuff right here. Ghost Rider issue number eighty one, originally published in nineteen eighty three from Marvel Comics. Now Johnny Blaze's last ride as Ghost Rider, well for a while, just sold for a hundred bucks raw. And in this issue, Johnny Blaze is separated from Zarathos, the demon to which he was bonded and the source of his hellish powers. Now, John would next appear without his powers in a couple of issues of The Defenders and Amazing Spider-Man. After those two powerless appearances, we don't see Johnny again until the 1990s spectacular Ghost Rider relaunch with Howard Mackey and the phenomenal Javier Salteres and Mark Teixeira. Now, Ghost Rider issue number 81 wasn't written or drawn by those guys, though. So, you know, it was canceled. It was, however, written by J.M. Dematius, who is pretty great. Have you read Spider-Man Fearful Symmetry? Craven's Last Hunt? You go find it right now and read it. And you're welcome, by the way. Now, back to the spirit of vengeance. The end of this run was followed by a seven-year absence and a Marvel without a Ghost Rider till the 1990 relaunch. We often tell you guys this, but final issues can get pretty expensive and sought after. The end of a series print run is usually lower due to the lack of sales. When no one seems to want your book, you manufacture fewer of them. But when that character experiences any kind of resurgence, that scarce last issue can become an integral part of that collection. Yeah, that I mean, this is something that there is. They used to be a subsect of collecting, but now has been more prominent, right? Everybody used to just get first appearances, first issues, but now there's like, you know, because nowadays sometimes issues just end without them yeah. knowing. Um, you know, um, oh, sorry, geek driven. That's that's the dude that takes all my money <laughs> at the poker games. <laughs> uh, but if you think about like their last issue of Master Kung Fu, uh, the last issue of Marvel Team Up, they actually G. told I you Joe. it was the last issue. Yeah, a lot of times now it's just like they just cancel them. You know, G. you know, Joe. yeah, you don't. They don't tell you it's going to be the last, uh, the last one. These days it doesn't um, matter because they just relaunch it the next week. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Ghost Rider issue number eighty-one, the director edition. A hundred dollars in a raw. That's a dope cover too. Anything with anything with skulls, I'm down with. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, I think this one is definitely an offer. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, this is going to be a toughie for everybody. Uh, Punks number one from Pixel Vault uh, came out May 10th, uh, 2021. Punks number one was originally a NFT comic that was released on May 10th, 2021. Created by the artist Bernie and the NFT company Pixel Vault. It cost 0.2 Ethereum, roughly $720 to purchase one of these digital comics. Limited to a serial numbered edition of one in 10,000. Buyers would then receive an NFT of the cover and a readable 24 page copy to download. The first 5,000 original minters who received the Punks Comics issue number one received a Punks Comics issue number two for free, uh, which is also quite valuable in the NFT space. The comics was created by writer Josh Baylock. Uh, Marvel and DC Comics artist Chris Wall and Odious. Now, this is where it gets confusing. The buyer then has the option to burn or stake their NFT. Burning is the process of permanently removing a token from circulation. And staking is a new way to earn passive income in the crypto world. Uh, it lets NFT holders lock their assets in a DeFi platform to receive rewards all without the need to sell their nft collections i have no idea what that means but cool uh staking this comic gains you tokens over a 24 month period and fictional ownership users who burn their nft receive in exchange an exclusive and limited founders dao which gives them ownership of punks token and other crypto assets there's a way there's way more to this than we can ever cover. But in short, if you burn your NFT, then you lose the ability to exchange a digital token for a physical copy. While I don't know the uh, the exact exchange, it sounds like buyers then had the option to exchange their NFT token for a physical copy. In January, the punk number one NFT was worth about $9,000. Ah. It's an its all-time <laughs> average is around four thousand four hundred eighty-three dollars and has a current value of around thirteen hundred and fifty bucks. However, and we're and we're excuse me, uh, and where we're trying to get to here, those physical copies finally hit the aftermarket with two sales this week on eBay and sold for two thousand three hundred dollars and two thousand one hundred and twenty-six dollars raw. While this is a rough and abbreviated breakdown, this is a rapidly emerging market that should no longer be ignored. This is man, crazy. Uh, God damn, Don't. Gabe, that was a lot, bro. <laughs> I just I, learned my head hurts. Today. My yeah, head so, hurts. So, so basically, it, it is a, it is. This is actually a printed copy, yep. but you had to burn your NFT in order to get this. So, um, uh, you know, so. For those who don't know, there's there's an app called Vive, V E V E, yep. and uh, Marvel and I think DC they launch covers on there all the time. And what's cool, it's also an exchange for NFT. So like when they released like Ultimate Fallout uh, number four, I meant you know you could buy if you were buy it on time, you can get it for like thirty bucks. Now it's worth like eight nine hundred dollars for these NFTs that uh, Vive are doing. You know, obviously. The whole thing about NFT started with I think I want to say the NBA hoops thing, right? That yep, is that 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 kind of yep. that kind of started the craze, and I and I said it's only a matter of time before uh, the comic world will get into it. But this was crazy that you would have to, had to had buy the NFT and then burn it 
and then you would get a raw copy. So therefore, the scarcity on this is, you know, pretty high. Yeah, yeah Vive. Yeah, Vive is what is what the app is. I, I, yeah. I, I suggest that's the new marketplace if you want to get have, dabble yeah, in the, you have to in buy it. tokens and getting yeah. them for cover price is near impossible yeah. so make sure you hit your notifications when they drop i think there's a certain day that they drop on there yeah. but you know but if you know what to look end. for yeah if you know what to look for like ultimate fallout number four if they ever do like uncanny x-men you know uh 94 giant size x-men one those are the ones that are more sought after but then even for like ultimate fallout 4 they come out with the regular version and then like a black and white version and then like an off there's like variants to nfts believe it or not so it's all makes my good luck going down that rabbit hole boys and girls that's all i have to say man it's just some more things to spend your money on but uh, we're halfway through the list boys and girls let's hear from our sponsor my slabs you tired of paying 10 15 percent more for selling slabbed copies and raw comics check out our friends on myslabs.com the platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better myslabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots join a passionate no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business and as always my slabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only one percent so the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace, by collectors, for collectors. Yeah, go sign up for a seller account and tell them where you heard it from. Tell them you heard it from Lords of Lombox. And Prince Zodiac is correct. On the Vive site, you can buy common, rare, or super rare. Uh, and you know, and it's priced accordingly. But yeah, it's a whole another rabbit hole that you're going down into. I would just say before you dabble into it, make sure you research it, research it, research it, research it. Right uh, before you just, uh, well, who knows? Maybe you'll you'll hit the jackpot, Tiger. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> All right. Well, we go from punks number one. What do we got next? Dude, we're gonna go to Pushing Daisies by Tim Sale. Look at this. So you can see the ABC logo right there. So. In uh, 2007, ABC bought two promotional comics to the uh, 2007 San Diego Comic-Con for their new show, Pushing Daisies, starring Lee Pace, who's been in everything nerd-related, all right? Typically, these books were nothing to keep. Promotional comics were just that, marketing material to get you to watch the show. However, many reported that the comic book was good um, at a time where you know it was an ongoing series. While that never happened, these comics have become very tough to find and therefore quite collectible. This week, the Tim Sale cover sold for a new high of 150 bucks. So, yep, just keep moving everything forward. And, you know, you never know with these promo books. They're just really cool. I've never seen this. I wouldn't even know. It even tells you when it's on, Wednesdays, this fall. I, I remember I remember the show, actually, uh, but I never knew there was a comic related to it. I mean, nowadays, you know, I keep telling people, if even if it wasn't originally a comic book property, um, if there's a comic book based on it, like just get it like Indiana Jones or all these weird properties. I mean, this is 2007, but you got to go back 
to like the mid the seventies with Star Wars, and then sure. you know even older than that, Gold Key uh, with with Star Trek. Um, speaking of which, Gabe and I met the guy who bought the Gold Key uh, intellectual property. How how we're, how what a weird world we live in, man. Uh, this uh, this guy who just bought all the Gold Key intellectual property, and he was like trying to see what he could do with it. So uh, that's that conversation is for another time, boys and girls. But mm-hmm. pushing daisies from January two thousand and seven, one hundred fifty dollars for a raw comic. All Whoa. right, this one is uh, I think is an offer as well. This is a big time offer. Next up, we've got Spider-Girl <laughs> issue number one. The Error, originally published in 1998. What error you say? Ah, here we go. Spider-Girl number one is a fun first issue to the ongoing series of a fan favorite, May Mayday Parker. Typically, a high-grade raw copy sells for 30 bucks with 9.8s at about 125 But what happens when there's a true distinguishable error that's not wildly that's not widely known well it sells for eleven hundred dollars in a 9.8 as we saw this week now the error in this book is that the cover was printed without the cyan ink giving it an overall and noticeable pink hue now while the seller notes this is a one-of-one copy the likelihood of more error copies out there is good. Granted, since this is the first time we've even seen in this error, it's not going to be an easy one to find. Now that we know that this exists, it's definitely one we're going to be out there looking for. So it's missing cyan. So uh, I thought cyan was a pink color. Let me look up the color cyan again. That's the blue, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like a turquoise, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah. Let me see. It's it's a greenish blue color. So, uh, you know, like if you would have seen it, you probably would have never guessed it. Right. If unless you compared it uh, side by side. But I think Spider-Girl is getting a lot of um, uh, of hype now. And because um, there's been talk about Sam Raimi doing another Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Uh, and if he does that, it's going to be grown up Peter Parker and MJ uh, have a have a daughter. Right. Um, and that's and he's a youth minister. Yep. So I would look out for anything Spider Girl or that What If One Hundred Five, where it's actually a it's a What If story, but it first it's like What If Peter Parker and MJ had a had a kid uh, had a child and ended up being Spider Girl. So uh, that's another one to look out for. But Spider Girl number one, the error manufactured without cyan ink, eleven hundred for a nine point eight. That's why we love the Shakers list. All right, what do we got up next? We're going back. Oh, oh man. Here we go. Here we got Terrell number four. This is the Mooney one in 50 variant. It wasn't credited Terrell. I thought we were talking about at first. Uh, this is from Marvel 2020. When it comes down to the Terrell series, the gorgeous David Nakayama Scarlet Witch one in 50 variant uh, was the, um, excuse me, the David Nakayama Scarlet Witch one in 50 variant for the first issue was the go to variant for this series. However, this Silver Surfer 1 in 50 variant by Stephen Mooney has now taken the crown with a 9.8 sale at $700 for a CGC 9.8. Keep in mind that this series was highly underordered with an estimated print one of 11,898 copies per Comic Cron. Stores were absolutely not buying 50 copies by the fourth issue, making this one a very, very scarce variant 
Hence this week's huge price uh, price bump. Yeah, I, I I think I actually have the one with Scarlet Witch, so, and she what she appears on the cover inside of a tarot card. If you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys, if you bring it up, everybody remember it. But but it's a gorgeous cover, and that's the one you know because I had tarot number four. But I remember seeing the solicitations for it. I go, I gotta have it because of the the Nakayama art on it, and it was it was Scarlet Witch inside of a tarot card. But this one, like you said, one in fifty. Who was ordering? Fifth, whatever qualifier it was to get a one in fifty of this one. So good luck with that, man. But uh, tarot number four, the Stephen Mooney one in fifty variant for almost seven hundred bolines. All right, you know, it, you know, it can't be a shaker show without pre-code horror, right? Oh, Come on, go. here we go. Back for this. Look at this one right here, Tomb of Terror number fifteen um, from Harvey Publishing in nineteen fifty four. Uh, you know, it not may be anywhere close to Halloween, but there were some major pre-court horror books that sold this week. One of those huge sales that blew our minds was the sale of a classic exploding face cover from Harvey Publications. A CGC 3.5 copy, love that grade, uh, of Tomb of Terror, number 15, sold for $6,000, beating out the prior high sale in, in that grade from January of 2021 by 1000 bucks. Harvey was just pumping out these classic covers in the early 1950s, including Black Cat Mystery Comics, Chamber of Chills 19, to name a few. And over the last one or two years, uh, the demand for them has just been skyrocketing. This trend doesn't seem to be slowing at all, um, as there were records this week for a huge uh, PCA uh, key, including Punch Comics number 12 with a CGC 2.5 selling for $22,800. <laughs> And Mr. Mystery 13, um, a CGC 7.0 selling for $5,040. Pre-code horror, man. People love it. They dig it. Not my boat, but you got to respect it. Yeah, this I believe this may be a Sodi cover. When you see that acronym Sodi, that means seduction of the innocent, which was the uh, you know what which led to the congressional hearings, which led to the uh, Comics Code uh, Authority, which led to you know everything now. And then nowadays, you know, you know it doesn't matter. But can you imagine 1954? I always say this: no. little little Timmy coming home and with this, and the mom finding it, and just being a gasp with like a, a eyeball popping out of a head. You call it seduction of the innocent. Man, as a kid, can you imagine seeing this? This is dope as fuck, man. You'd be like, I got to have this. Let me roll this up, jam it in my back pocket, and hide it from my mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when they put, you know, parental guidance suggestions on records. It immediately made people want to buy the records, right? I mean, you know, from, uh, you know, Twisted Sister to Two Life Crew, people are like, what? It's got dirty, you know, it's got dirty language in it. Let me buy it, you know. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I mean, I was the other day I was listening to the radio and a song comment came on from Rolling Stone called Bitch. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I was just like, because I was on XM and it was like Rolling Stone, name of the song, Bitch. I was like, well, that's interesting. All right, so uh, look at that gnarly ass cover, man. Tomb of Terror, number 15 from 1954. Definitely pre-code horror. All right, what do we get for the last one? But stick around, boys and girls. We're going to see what's shaking today. All right, man, this is another good one. You guys ready? The Walking Dead Issue number two, the second print, originally published in 2004 from Image. Now, amongst Walking Dead collectors, this immense, hard-to-find second print is high on their list. It's not your typical subsequent print that shows the printing number in the UPC code. The only noticeable difference between this and the first print is the month on the cover. The first print shows November 
whereas the second print features February. This can be found next to the price box. Now, while, while this one is sought after, this printing has always sold for much less than the first print. And while the first print has a high sale of $2,150 and a 9.8, this week, that second print sold for $2,000 and a 9.8, which was a new all-time high. So I've talked about it before, but the second prints used to be considered icky. And exactly. All yeah. the times that I worked, as long as I worked at comic book stores, the Torpedo and other stores and did cons, I came across a, a good amount of Walking Dead number two second print and people would just overlook it and be, oh, this really? is a second print and would just hand it back. Like, you know, yeah, I don't want it. But now it has been this really strange new like uh, spotlight on second prints. And we can see that that is still being a trend <laughs> with this hitting almost two grand when there was a while where I couldn't even sell this for to save my life. Rest in peace to that horse too. Damn shame what the, the zombies did to that damn horse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, let's go see what's shaking today as I seamlessly go from one screen to another. Uh, like I do. Here, folks. Seamless transition, boys and girls. This is professionalism at, at its ultimate best. Really, it is. I mean, you know, it's the segue know. into the transition. Yeah, I don't want to toot my own horn. But it's like I, the know, loading screen of a video game. You can't even tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so this is CoverPrice.com. So you can see that we cover the weekly top ten, as you see right there. Also, this is the uh, weekly movers, which shows the most units sold. Look at that, Illuminati getting more love. Uh, but we're here to see the weird shakers of the week, man. Oh, I, I don't want to brag, but I got at least yeah, I got Ooh. like uh, yeah, Ooh, I got, you're yeah. bragging. <laughs> it's a humble brag it's a humble brag yeah, right? i, I, I should have never sold my yeah uh but we like to look at the weird ones man like this what the hell is this four favorites issue number eight look at that what the, the hell is that so this is from ace magazines wow raw dog forty four hundred dollars for that's crazy because you can't find it i mean i mean that's Oh, 1942 it came out okay that is nuts to me uh that's a that's, a that's a used car right there that someone's <laughs> exactly well, hell, now, yeah nowadays who knows uh well we'll go dc some love here man the big all-american book from 1944 uh 2200 for a raw comic look at that but it features like uh is that the jsa team i want to say the jsa team. um definitely uh definitely got the old uh green lantern uh, I have no see. idea who half of those background characters are. Yeah, everybody in the back row. I don't know. Check out the are. little dudes in the corner here. Well, who are these guys? Because it's a yeah. dog with a hat, okay? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, it's so dope, though. I think the Monopoly I mean, guys back there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. well, let's go look at some, We'll look at some little modern here, boys and girls. Let's look at the Venom number 35 Clayton Crane virgin variant. Look at that. Crane. Now, now that's a weird pose if uh you got to be seriously ambidextrous a 9.9 so for twenty two hundred dollars 9.9 uh let's see well that's Good cool Lord. 9.9s are always something there is a ton of variants for number 35 wow that was the last Wasn't issue that, of the wait, wait a minute issue yeah that was issue yeah. number 235 was the final yeah, wild issue the 200th yeah, well legacy number 200 yeah, yeah legacy yeah, 200 yeah and legacy the final 200. issue of that run right the Donny yeah. Cates and uh, Ryan Stegman run, yeah. Yeah. The first oh, appearance man. of uh, Brock as Venom or something. You had to like do that. it. You invoked his name, man. Shout oh, out to Donny Cates yeah. and everything you do for the community. We really appreciate <laughs> you. 
<laughs> but there are a ton of variants for this. I, I I have this one. I had this signed by Clinton Crane too. Um, did you get I, the I, which was signature? Did you get the rainbow? Yeah, I got the like crazy ultimate uh, whatever. Yeah, I sold yeah, it one during a Lord's auction. Dope, yeah, man. I sold it during a Lord's auction. So I mean, Clayton Crane has a whole menu for different signatures with different uh, color schemes oh, that they use. Tripled in price, quadrupled. Yeah, uh, let's go for some more Ooh, ECU, uh, pre-code horror. Great. Tales of supernatural witchcraft. Cla the terrible face closet had diary of a monster and the man who bribed death. Witchcraft issue number four. $1,700 for a 7.0. You know what? I think that's undervalued. Wow. Yeah. yeah those, things those things don't exist. Yeah. They're, these they're are the great, I always mention it, but these things survive like book burnings and stuff like that that happened in the 50s. Yeah. They survived the book burnings. Serious. They did. Yeah. Um, shout out to my man, uh, Otto, or excuse me, uh, Ryan, because I, I got this book for him in uh, like four years ago in a mystery box at WonderCon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I pulled it. Remember, I pulled it for him live, and then because yep. uh, it was like, uh, and then I was like, Brian, you just got yourself a fifteen hundred dollar book in it because it was a nine point eight, uh, but it's still not thirteen hundred for a nine point eight. These were Marvel collectible classics um, that they did. Uh, if you here's the other no, I think it was this one. I it was this one. These are the foil yeah. covers. Yeah. 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 I pulled this one for Ryan. Uh, this one is worth uh, still thirteen hundred forty four dollars. So there were these cool chromium covers that they kind of redid. Um, even though it's Spider-Man, the cover is Spider-Man 300, the actual issue inside is Spider-Man number one from the right. Todd McFarlane run. Disappointed. Uh, but, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> is it opening it up, you're like, oh, it's just it's the Spider-Man. Uh, since uh, oh. Moonlit Comics is in the live chat, we'll talk about this. The, this is not what it looks to be. This is the Nine Pence UK variant uh, for Wolf by Night. Uh, $1,300 for a 6.0. So my funny story about this is a buddy of mine, uh, my buddy, I am frack, uh, accidentally bought the nine pence variant thinking it was the regular variant. Ooh. And he thought he got, he, you know, he thought he got worked over, but now, Hey, these, these variants, if it's a, from a key issue, people are going to snatch it up. So, I mean, that, let me see what this one was. Dude, at WonderCon, all I saw was Werewolf by Night 32s all over the place. All they over the place. They were all like 35. And now, now I got a question bucks. for you. How were they priced? Were they overpriced or underpriced? Everything was overpriced. Yeah, everything Well, I know normally, but if there's a ton of competition, then everybody can't be selling it for overpriced. No. Then nobody's never, selling it. <laughs> you never been to WonderCon no, then because, because okay. it, it's they know they could sell it for 3500 4000 you know, two shows down the road or something it's like more that. like show and tell down. to get people into their booth so they can yeah. show off what they have right and then they sell everything but those books on the wall they remain there if people who if places that really want to sell books you'll see empty gaps on the wall you know what i mean you know if people really want to talk about you know what i mean so but this is a 6.0 that sold for 1300 dollars. speaking of international comics oh here we uh, go, go ahead, oh i love this el sopredente obre arana arana I, I don't even say that. I think I said that right. But this is the um, the Mexican version of Spider-Man. Uh, this is a 6.0, sold for 1250 What's interesting about this is the publisher took over the Spider-Man story and continued mm -hmm. their own. In this world, M uh, Gwen Stacy never died. So that's what's interesting about these is they're not truly re like reprints of what we would think like the like the like the nine pence reprint is a literal reprint of the U.S. version. This what is issue number though it started it broke off so somewhere before she died they they kind of said wait a minute no we're not going to do that 
Yeah, they, they just, just let it. Off. No, I mean they just kind of let it go, and it's kind of been a kind of this cult thing of people went and follow it because it it actually shows him marrying Gwen Stacy and everything. You know everything. It 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 continues on the story where the writers did their own. Uh, una publication más de las prensa. Okay, uh, but anyway, if you find that, snatch it up. Um, oh, another one here. I love I love like these kind of sci-fi from uh, Showcase yeah. DC Thank Comics awesome. number seventeen. First appearance of Adam Strange, eleven $1, hundred dollars for a four point Whoa, that's a fun book. Adam Strange was a great character. Oh man. yeah, I mean, even though he was on Krypton and they didn't really kind of do him yeah, justice. Yeah, they didn't do him right I mean? on that. Yeah. But I mean, but still, Adam yeah. Strange, classic DC character. But you can check out that Strange Adventures book that uh, recently that Tom King and Mitch Garretts did. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Tomb of Dracula, three point five sold for a thousand dollars. Wow, three point five for one thousand and forty-seven bucks. Oof, I wonder just how much wait. my nine point. My nine point. Yeah, I'm waiting for anything to happen so I can sell. I have a nine point uh, signed copy. Um, Black Cat has been getting hot recently. Nine point four sold for a thousand. I have a nine point four so signed by Kevin Smith. And you ask why, Tim? Did you get a book signed by Kevin Smith? Because at that time, Kevin Smith was working on a Black Cat title. And uh, oh. he was doing, he was doing a signing in Hollywood, and uh, I got him signing. All right, oh look at this, it's dope. I love me some uh, some graffiti covers. This is the Punisher issue number two, the Jerome Opeña one in fifty variant. Yeah. How dope is that? Uh, Seven hundred dollars for Raw, Oof. one in fifty. Five years ago, you could get this, you know. Not nearly as much as seven hundred dollars, but it just goes yeah. that people are going back and getting rare variants nowadays. Um, There's your Doctor oh, Strange right there. Come on now, give it come to me. Come on now. I actually have multiple copies of this. I got to update my. Uh, I got to update my uh, cover price. Uh, this is the first appearance of Shuma Garath, which um, is basically Gargantos in the movie, but they can't use the name Shuma Garath because it belongs to the Conan estate. Um, so they can't put it on film. So that's why his name is Gargantos. But Gargantos is such a minor character, whereas Schumacher Wrath is a much is is a much more fleshed out, like kind of evil yeah. dimensional god or some crap like that. But he was but even in the video games too, the fighting games. Yeah. But the what was it? Robert E. Howard is the writer, right? Of Conan, I believe his name is. The uh whoever owns the Conan estate has the film rights to Conan and all the characters that appear. But Marvel has the rights to do the comic books. That's why you see like there was a new Conan series, and you see all these other uh, oddities. Um, this one has been getting hot recently. Now that people are you know been priced out of the this is a Sia Oyum fifth print comic book, black and white. I think I have this one as fifth well. Print. Oh, I do oh. have it. Yeah, I see. See that little. little... Yeah, you got it. Yeah. No, that's a key. That's no, that's just a key. It. I don't have. I have. I think I have. I think I have the color one. Oh, I like this one though. Oh man, that's newer stuff. Marco, unknown yeah, comics. Yeah, that's February of twenty twenty. Bro, I need this. I need He's this. He's like, bro, I gotta yeah. have. It. Should I bring up now? Uh, do you do you get trade dress or do you get the virgin? I think on this one you get the virgin because the uh, this one is all because Black you know the logo doesn't. I mean, if you look at the logo, I mean, you know, if you're getting it for the cover art, might as well get it un uncovered. You know, yeah. Yeah, I have the I have the third print design variant, and I have the comic bug one, but I I have this one. I have the, the I have the I have the color one. Yeah. Um. 
Hey, 434 raw oh, copy. Hmm, methinks I should get it graded. Uh, John Tyler Christopher, oh, we all know how his uh, negative errands are. This is God the that. C2E2, limited at three grand. $335 for a 9.8. Hmm, I would have thought bad. of it. I, it's, got, it's dropped in price when it was yeah, first, when it, it first came out. Like yeah. really. So we're surfing uh, one going for 500 bucks raw. As it should. I got a 7.0. This is $500 for Raw. As soon as Silver Server comes in, as soon as it gets the Feige effect, it's going to blow up, man. That uh, book is my favorite Wolf. Marvel origin story of all time. That's the best origin story. Silver Surfer? Surfer? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Look at this. Tim, we've been talking about this book. Got to be four Red years, Wolf? five years. Red Wolf? Red Wolf is coming. At it's only a matter of time, boys and girls. $500 for a 9.0. That's I was Roy told. Thomas greatness right there. Yep, I was told Red Wolf would be coming, and you know they're gonna go to the wild, wild west. I hear, I love these goofy DC uh, comic cavalcade. Man. Yeah, these are. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why would the Flash need to go on a bike <laughs> anyway? Why does well, why do any of them need to go on it? But anyway, <laughs> that is hilarious. This is from 1943, uh, 1943. So 463 dollars, man. But but such, I mean, such there's such goofy covers. If you let's look at the next one. I meant look at that. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, uh, is that a paddle? Like, uh, they're surfing. Uh, yeah, they're like surfing. But anyway, driftwood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of gold, there key, it is. There we go. We we're just talking about it. That's it. Uh, Star Trek. This is the first appearance of Star Trek in the comics. Look at that. Four hundred fifty-five dollars. When I was talking to the guy about the intellectual property for Gold Key at WonderCon, he told me that so much of it was like sold off away. Like Turok, if you remember, I think Turok was originally a Gold Key comic. Um, yeah, a lot Solar, of things, Man of the Atom. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember, Gabe, I was, this is what I was looking for at WonderCon. Strange. So, is, I've seen them, but they're all like $1,200. They're this way is, too expensive. But this yeah. is, I, I was, this is the only thing that's really on my radar right now is to get the, the first appearance of my man thing four and a fifty eight dollars for a raw comic and justin actually came across a booth that two of them but they were like low grade and they wanted like like uh eight hundred and a thousand dollars for it I like, oh. yeah i was like damn you um good old nova love do i That's need to tell it. my nova story yet again uh <laughs> four of them you own four of these yeah uh yeah, 9.4s uh 9.6 and i think a 9.8 uh two of which are signed by marv wolfman um, oh, but, uh, it's, but you know what? These were not hitting no. $450 in no, no. a 9.4 for a nine, four is, is that's, that's yeah. easy money. Like, that's, that's not, that's cheap. I think for something. Yeah. Like so the story goes is that there was a prototype for this done in 1968 called super adventures. Number six, which was Marv Wolfman's fanzine that he yep. did. And only 125 copies exist. And ETA Nick has two of them. Hmm. If you want to follow Smart Collecting, follow ETA Nick on YouTube. Uh, he definitely knows and what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, stock market tips too. Uh, this is a gorgeous door cover right here, man. The J Hung 1 in 50. Look at that. That is absolutely gorgeous. 9.8 and 400. You know what? I, I, you know, at the at the end of Jane Foster's run where, you know, she throws the hammer into the sun, I got a little teary-eyed. I won't, I, I won't lie, man. It was a, It was a really touching story, man. Um, man, these invincible covers, these, what, these are all whatnot exclusives that are just blowing up. Um, I, I have this, I have part of my X-Men run, uh, 8.0 for $400. I gotta see if mine is that hot. It's not even to keep here. It's just, you know, a no. solid book. Cool cover. You remember this Venom cover? This kind of like over oh, yeah. like uh Joe Casada sketch variant. Yeah. Venom number one. He's like, just 
really like beastly looking. Four hundred dollars for a nine point eight. Uh, this is one of the silks that I also have. I think. Yeah, but I don't have. Do I have this one? This is the know. Comics Pro one. If you notice, because they're not they there. There's the second print and then the first print, and then this one is the same exact thing. It's just like absent of color, I guess. Is lack of a better expression. Maybe uh, what's that? Sepia for those people yeah, who are those comic pros. Yeah, those are only given out at Diamond Retailer Summit. Yeah, Dave, look at the Daredevil book, one sixty three. Right, ah, here. I love that that Daredevil. No, this is a classic yeah. book. I'm going to talk about this book for a hot minute right here. Go for this it. is really, before you guys get into this book, this is really when Frank really got into his artwork. There's a fight scene in here that Frank Miller does that Frank Miller, his line art, and this is fantastic, and it's very Neil adams history. You guys don't know that Frank worked under Neil for years. And this book, by far, if you can find this book, do yourself a favor because this is absolute fear um, that the Hulk does. And when Frank Miller does the Hulk, it's really good, but... This is a panel-by-panel panel gem right here for a fight scene. So you guys need to peep this book out, man. This is a great book. That's great knowledge, Anna. I think people yeah. are missing out on Frank Miller Daredevil just in general. Like, yeah. It's, we such, talked about it's one of the best today. runs of all time, man. Yeah. Great book. You're, t you're muted, Tivo. You're muted. And this is before Frank Miller took over. Like he was just the yeah. artist on this at the time. Right. Yeah. I, I there was a time where I was like that was one of my collecting goals was to get the the Miller run, which started yeah. at I believe one fifty eight all the way up to like you know two oh five or something like that. Yeah. But you know, obviously everybody goes for um one eighty one and one sixty one eighty one eighty one is a classic yeah. cover too. Yeah, I just got that back. Those, those are great books right there. Yeah. yeah. I, so I have quite a few of these Daredevil books. Yeah, I love this cover of yeah. He's choking her with the, oh, the hair jar. Yeah. Yeah. This to me for a while. Now I got to get that it back because I pissed off. I, I sold it. But this is the uh, the first Frank Miller on Daredevil. Uh, yeah. From yeah. yeah. This yep, is the first is. Frank Miller Daredevil. I've art. seen this oh, all over WonderCon for like so 200 bucks. Like high really? Grade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those, cause, cause you know, I think these books are going to go only up in price once like, um, you know, he comes, he gets the foggy effect. I don't yeah. know how, what other way to put it, but, uh, this one, it was hot for a minute. Uh, I think I have this in, in a raw or I may have sold it. I don't know. Uh, I have this Hulk, have uh, 340 is off at CGC right now. Uh, I've been, you know how I feel about Young Avengers. Um, but I just got my this? number one signed by Jim Chung at WonderCon, and that's yeah. Awesome. That's my uh, I I have the my Wizard Con my um I have the Wizard Black and White that was signed by Jim Chung as well. I don't have the nine point five. Ryan does. Dark Side yeah. Jedi has the has the uh, nine point five. If you have a nine point five, do not crack it. Keep it. Do not <laughs> don't get it signed it. or anything. Just leave it as yeah. It is. Yeah. This is dope. This is Batman issue six seventy nine, a Tony Daniel cover, three twenty five and a nine point eight. But that I'm digging cool. like the color scheme, the I mean the the kind, kind of, of quasi Joker, you know? Yeah, the graffiti in the background. Um, Transformers making the list here. And the Mike Optimus Knight Prime. Yeah, I saw the Micronauts too. I and like, and Micronauts. Micronauts. Michael uh, yeah, yeah, let's go to Micronauts because I own yeah. like five he of these. Oh yeah, out. Dave Cockrum. Oh no, that, that's a Cockrum cover. Golden did the inside. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah, you will never see again. Like, you will never get uh, like collected nope. or anything like that because this is a uh, a toy line. Yeah, and Marvel did a lot of new characters in here, like Bug, 
Um, yep. and some of the other villains, I think, were original Marvel creations. So you'll never see this get collected. So yeah. it's fun Google- to go out and get these things, yeah. these single issues. They're 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 pretty cool and fairly a- inexpensive. Actually, Google it, and game, James Gunn talks about how he wanted to put Bug in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you yeah. know, there's this whole thing he wanted right. to use Bug in Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's a Croyer. Uh, this was my yeah, this dude was my favorite. Baron Cars always struck me as like a as a like a Darth Vader wannabe yes. flunky. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. were magnetized. The limbs were magnetized. Oh yeah. All right, one more before we leave here, boys and girls. This gorgeous cover. J. Scott Campbell doing negative covers. This is the negative artist proof. Two hundred eighty-three dollars for a nine point eight. Wow, that is gorge. Wow. I gotta go check out my negative covers. All right, I lied. One more thing. I want to check this out. Uh, Marvel <laughs> Two and One Direct Edition. Look at that with Starhawk. I wish they would have done a closer iteration of Starhawk than we got with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. But, well, you know, Marvel's you know. doing a new like two in one like this, or Marvel team up called Claw. Yeah, I miss all those anthologies, oh, yeah. like you know, Marvel Spotlight, Marvel Premiere, all these where they would give a character a three or four issue story arc. You know, Marvel Two and One. If you don't know, was a thing. Was always a team up with thing. It's like Marvel team up was always a team up with um, Spider Man. Yeah. So that's wow, shaking that was the door day, boys and girls. It's always fun, you know, to sign up. It's only you know six ninety nine a month, but if you read the tea leaves correctly, you kind of see how the market is going by just seeing these prices and what people are paying for these books. You know what I'm saying? So and uh, it's not a bunch of speculation, like hey, everybody, this movie got announced, so start buying all this stuff. It's just it's really all about current sales and trends yeah and so, and shakers is not a volume it's just the number it's the amount that it's sold for if you want to yeah. see movers are, are what like you know how many units are sold but uh yeah but speaking of movers let's move on out of here auto any last words no man great hanging with you guys great hanging out with everybody in the chat hopefully we'll be around a couple times this month and as always follow me on three better the basement uh may 14th we've got a huge event that we're hosting here up in newington connecticut so if you're in the northeast Please reach out and uh, just follow us along. We're having a great ride right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. So appreciate you guys for letting me jump in and hang out with the cool kids tonight, man. I appreciate uh, it. No problem, Otto. Gabe, any last words? All right, everybody. Thanks for showing up. Uh, if you want to see some cool shakers, it, it changes every day. So tomorrow, maybe, there was a huge heritage auction today. Yeah. Massive stuff, including like a Captain America number one, a Fantastic Four number one. Uh, going for, I think the FF one was a nine point two, right? Yeah. Nine point two, one point five million dollars. Exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah, you'll see that in the shakers if not today or tomorrow. So uh, yeah, so heritage always. I mean, you could see people are spending big bucks. This is you know before. And that's the stuff the- I think. I think FF one should be like at that kind of level. Like it's it's. It's the one of the most important comic books. Yeah, it's been undervalued for a really long time simply because it had horrible movies. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Speaking of horrible movies, JB, any last words? <laughs> Great. Actually, I just want to say I am truly humbled to be sharing the screen with this group of gentlemen here tonight. Otto, Gabe, TiVo, these are the best out there, and this show's fantastic. Everybody in the chat, if you enjoyed it tonight, give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Yeah, can't sit any better than that. We are the coolest cats in the room. But uh, until next time, boys and girls, I'll probably see you this Saturday or Sunday. I have a long-weighted letters in a long box with a Star Fox long-term spec list. Star Fox, that's right. There's Disney Plus is doing a Star Fox series. So stay tuned either Saturday or Sunday, depending on which day, so I don't piss off my old lady since, you know, I was gone pretty much all last weekend. Uh, I had to fit it into schedule. So, uh, you know. Happy wife, happy life. But till next time, boys and girls, 
Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.